Hello there. Welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another week. <clears throat> I am your host, Aaron Osborne. This week, some technical glitches. Fantastic. Um, I recorded a podcast with Pat Fox, who had previously been scheduled to appear on the Melbourne Live podcast. However, he got some interesting work overseas and some things to do, so he's going off to do that instead, which is very exciting for him, and I wish him all the best. So I had him over last night uh, to record a podcast to make up for that. Now, here's where things get really interesting. We had a little stuff up with the recording device, so the first part of the podcast was lost. Uh, the preamble where I usually talk to my guests about how they got into music and their life growing up and those sorts of things. Um, however, that has seemingly been deleted. So thanks technology. Um, but I still have the second half of the recording. Um, and in the second half, Pat talks about, um, doing graphic design and working as an artist and how he got into that. And, you know, talks about some of the things that he's done since doing that and how that sort of impacted and influenced his, uh, you know, relationship with music and working in the music industry. So it's still quite interesting and it's still uh, a relatively long conversation. Um, so I'm going to put it up anyway because it seems like me and Pat are just not having the best luck trying to get him on this podcast. But this is 40 minutes of a good chat. So I'm putting it up anyway. Um, and hopefully I'll, you know, get a chance to talk to Pat again in the future. Hopefully get him on another live one. Um, you know, when we get the opportunity to do those again. Um, so this is my episode with Pat Fox. That's a little bit shorter than usual, but still interesting and, uh, you know, a great chat nonetheless. Um, to that credit as well, I would also like to plug the live podcast, which, uh, the first one is about a month off now on the 9th of July in uh, Brisbane at Crowbar Black. Um, it's on a Saturday, it's in the afternoon. Um, Inez from Def Cult is gonna be there having a chat. Rod Holder from the Music Business Facts podcast is gonna be there. And my friend Adrian Kelly is gonna be there too. And uh, Shane Collins from The Gift Horse is gonna be playing some songs beforehand. Young Henry's are gonna be selling some beers. I'm going to be drinking them. Please come and have a hang and a listen. I think it's going to be really fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Crowbar is one of my favorite venues in Australia, if not the world. The people there are lovely and I can't wait to do it. Um, and then we've got the one on the 16th of July here at the Reverence Hotel. That's also going to be awesome. Um, lots of guests on that one. It's two little chats with some music in the middle by Crush, formerly Summerhill. So go to the Big Cartel for some pre-order tickets for that. They're $10. Um, it'll be the same on the day. Um, those are just to sort of secure your place. Um, but I'd love for anybody to come. We also have some new shirts up there with our brutal logo that Patrick Galvin did. Um, and otherwise, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those sort of things. Got some good guests coming up. Thanks to everyone who's been listening so far and supporting the show. It means a lot to me. I can't wait to keep doing this. Um, still having fun. Still loving chatting to people. Not really loving when my recording devices muck up and delete things, but I'll get onto that. Anyway, here is episode 48 of the Oblivious Maximus podcast with Pat Fox. Brutal. Brutal. 
Ah, so start from the beginning of Annie calling you up about oh, Annie Soundwave. calling me up about yeah. Soundwave. Yeah, so yeah, no, she just kind of um, yeah. So like we bumped into each other at the arty, like we went to school together and uh, bumped into each other at the arty. Started like uh, seeing each other at shows a bit, and uh, I think that like that was around the time that I was like like uh, really getting into the whole design thing and really trying to make a go of it. And um, so yeah, she just hit me up and uh, said that you know they they were going into festival mode and they needed someone to help with like the overflow and stuff because like end of the year, um, like, you know, it's like you might remember it was like when all the side shows would get announced. So it was like, yeah. just sort of helping out with all those bits and pieces. So I started going in there maybe once a week or so once every couple of weeks. Yeah. And around that time, like that, so that would have been the end of 2010 mm-hmm. and uh, that year as well, like that. So like I was, you know, in the shared studio space with the synapse dudes and um around that time i did my first album as well so yeah. i think that was to a degree like that year was a bit of a turning point in that respect so yeah like because i i i'd never done albums at that point i'd only done eps and like relatively small things like that and so the and the first al- album i did was um for stealing o'neill mm-hmm. like for their record don't sleep and that was uh like that was the first time i got to like do a proper like standalone photo shoot and like kind of like build a set and stuff, which yeah, is right. kind of be, which is kind of like always the goal, I guess. Like, so when I got, like when I got introduced to all this stuff, like the thing that made me like really interested with like the Asterix Studio slash Invisible Creature stuff was like these guys would go, they'd go out, they'd take like all, like all their own photography and they'd build sets and make like, or at least it appeared that way to me. I'm you know, positive, you know, like that's what they did and shit. That's how they achieved all these crazy things. But I was like, okay, yeah. well, I want to do that. And the only way you can really get to do that is if you start working on records, like if you w- work on albums, because you actually, you know, people are like, well, I want this to look good. So how do we do something cool? Yeah. And so for that one, um, I did a photo shoot in my friend Anastasia's house yeah. and we turned her living room into like I just built like a f- pillow fort pretty much like yeah like yeah. a chair like out of chairs and stuff and the guitarist Tim got his young uh I think it was his his uh cousin or something I forget yeah. uh he got, <laughs> he got like yeah um he got him in and he was the kid in the artwork and like that was the first time I did anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then sort of like towards the end of the year as well, like then that sort of stuff started happening. And then I guess from that point on, everything started to start like, you know, getting a bit more, it started to feel like a job mm. finally. Like, so like another thing I did in 2010 was I did a piece for like a, a laser cut skateboard piece for an art show in Japan Yeah, called uh, this thing called No Fin No Future, which is for a crew called Pangea Seed. Like, uh, like it sort of raise awareness about like shark finning and stuff like that. It's okay. so a really cool thing. So, pretty much from that point onwards, it started to feel like you know, like what I called a grown up job. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like, sure. it didn't feel like well, I was could, fucking around anymore. You could see the payoff of your the work you were putting in, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. so it was like it, it was actually it was actually starting to get some momentum and stuff. And then, I guess, like, from that point onwards, like, it like it was like I've been very lucky in in the respect that. It's all. It's pretty much always felt like there's been upward momentum. Like it's mm-hmm. n- like never really had too much shit luck, I guess, in terms of like the progression of events over the last seven years. But like that was definitely when I was like, oh, okay, this is real now. I can actually turn this into a job. And like, cause I, I kind of always 
set like the set myself achievable goals in that respect like Mm -hmm. what really all i wanted to do was just be able to make a living doing it yeah like if i can if i can somehow convince people to let me do the stupid ass things that come out of my brain (laughs) and like i can make enough to like you know just get by doing that then i'd be happy yeah and that's and then yeah like that was the point where it's like shit this is happening now yeah and so and then it was just pretty much just crazy like progressive craziness from there yeah mental and what like what have been like favorite projects or things that you feel like your contribution to a record or something like that has had like a strong impact on that Ooh, that's oh that's a weird one um i don't know like i've got i think i try to pull a bit of ego out of it i guess Mm -hmm. so i don't I don't suppose I like to try to go, oh, I did, I'm responsible for, you know, like making that fucking cool. But, um, I guess like ones that were significant, like, uh, like bits and pieces along the way, uh, like the Northland one was a big one. Yep. Like that. So like 2013 was a pretty crazy year. So like that was, um, so like over the, uh, so the start of that year, like start of 2013, I was doing the Northland shoot. And that was the first time I'd ever done a shoot, a two-day shoot. So, like, uh, I don't do my own photography because I've learned very quickly that I was <laughs> not the greatest photographer, but I was good at Photoshop. Yeah. And I knew what I wanted to do. And I like I like building the sets and I like getting the costumes together and, like, creating the whole thing. Like, kind of more directing it, I guess. Yeah, sure. Like, being the producer. So I was like, well, I'm better at this side of things and I enjoy doing this side of things. And then I enjoy doing the work afterwards. So I'll get someone who knows what the fuck they're doing yeah, and yeah. coordinate with them there, which is a really cool thing because it means that I get to, I get to collaborate a lot with like you know, really like awesome photographers and stuff like, so like that one, like that was the, uh, so the North Lane one was the first, like, I guess like real start to finish project that I did with Ben Clement, who's okay. like, he's, you know, uh, he's off killing it doing yeah, like yeah. crazy big things now like with like visa or something yeah crazy um and ben like used to be really very prominent i guess in like the kind of especially in the melbourne music scene i mm. guess yeah yeah but um and he did was doing a lot of work for a lot of bands that i knew of as well and i came across ben through uh doing house versus hurricanes record crooked teeth mm-hmm. which is the first unified record i work on yeah. i worked on if i recall and uh so ben and i became like uh, like friends through that and just sort of discovered that we both had like we both kind of thought in terms of film sure like we were both very influenced not so much by like you know like other artists and stuff like that but more we were getting a lot of our inspiration from actually like, from movies and things yeah, like sure. that so like uh, and i'm a completely fucking hopeless nerd Yep. And so like, if, you, if I meet anyone that can like, just like kind of roll with the punches and like of me, like quoting fucking everything yep. and uh, or, like, will understand what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, then I get, you know, super stoked. And like Ben was kind of the same thing. And so when we would, uh, so we got into doing the North Lane project and we're like, okay, cool. Well, how are we going to like the band want this thing like they want like a pyramid and this crazy thing this that and the other and like you know they the idea that they approached me with initially was they wanted one guy with his back to the camera sort of like offering up the cube to the pyramid and i was like mm, it's been done yeah like let's why don't we try spinning it around a little bit have some other things because like and then introduce a storyline from there because i guess like sorry to 
kind of like talking no, no. tangents. This is what I do. It's fine. <laughs> but, this is um, what a podcast is for. It's what a podcast going is off for. to the side. Yes, oh, it's, it's it's relevant, so it's okay. But um, like I'm a really big, uh, I'm like a really big, I guess, pusher of like having a narrative and yeah, yeah, like for sure. Like artwork, like I don't like I I, I kind of think like if you're gonna have a booklet that's gonna have you know, between like five to nine images in it. Mm. If you're not telling a story, then why are you doing it? Yeah. Why do you have all those pictures? Yeah. And like, (laughs) you can do so many cool things with like, with packaging and stuff as well. Like, which is another conversation entirely. But anyway, getting back to that. So like we did, that was like the first time that I'd done like a two day shoot. So we went out like, and uh, we went out to, I think Heathkit out way out bush. Yeah. uh, yeah. um, In Victoria and shot some location stuff there. And then we, did a studio shoot back here in Melbourne with Ben and like had like, you know, like uh, custom costumes made up and makeup and lighting right. and all this, that and the other. And this is all kind of going on at the same time that, uh, while I was at Soundwave, I'd just sort of taken the reins there as art director yeah. and was art directing my first Soundwave. Okay. And it was coming up to festival time as well. So this right. is all happening on like the end of January, start of February. And it was just fucking chaos. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's the utter fucking chaos. Like it's like, 120 hour weeks Jesus. for a couple of months straight. <laughs> it was sort of like by the end of it, it was just so bloody tired that I had um, like one of the girls in the Soundwave office helping me read my emails because I was so exhausted that I couldn't read. Just like, shit, I don't know what this is. I should probably go home and sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah, fortunately, I had everything done by that stage. But like, yeah, like that was, that was a real big turning point. Like that one, that was like at the point when all that stuff happened like the like doing my first festival like you know dry i guess like driving the ship in in, in the art sense of it mm-hmm. and then doing that record and having that like that much like uh creative freedom to a degree because like the, there was a lot that i did get the same like, yeah and like it, it, it like it's always a collaborative experience like thing with the bands mm-hmm. and like you know like pretty much the way it'll work a lot of time is either like someone will come to me with an idea a rough idea of what they want and then I'll sort of take it take it uh, I'll go away take it as far as I can and then bring it back and go all right well here's what I think it should be and here's the story I think we should tell yeah and uh, what I'll usually present is the most extreme version of the idea that I can possibly go uh, like throw at them and then we'll strip it back from there sure and so like but even then that was still the most the craziest thing that I'd done at that point. Cause it was very like, it was very like sci-fi ish, I guess. Yeah. Which I was excited about. Yeah, for sure. So, and, um, in the, uh, oh God. Yeah. Uh, after that, it just sort of opened up the doors for a lot of other really cool things after that. So like, um, immediate, like, I think it was later that year, the next, like, it just sort of, it, it would bound into the next, uh, the next crazy thing and the next crazy thing. And I think at the end of that year, we did um, Buried in Verona. Yep. We uh, did their record Face... No, God, I should know this. <laughs> it's all right. Faceless. Yeah. Yep. And that um, I did that one with Kane Hibbard. Mm-hmm. And that one was... Like the idea with that one was like the band was copying a lot of heat around that time because like the whole like buying likes controversy yes. like i think you true know, you remember yep and um just kind of like well let's meet it head on like let's just do kind of base the artwork around that to a degree so like the idea was that the band was getting you know 
confronted and beaten by this mob and they just sort of fight back against the mob. Sure. But um, so to do that, like we had, like we ended up shooting it in Kane's studio. Yeah. And like, I was like heaps stoked to work with Kane. Like, yeah. Like he's a freak. Like He is a freak. He is a Previous guest of this podcast. He is very much a previous guest. <laughs> yes. yes. Sat right there, in fact. Oh, yeah. Kane couch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wondering why it's so beardy. <laughs> um, yeah, like that was really cool to work with Kane on that. So like we... Um, so yeah, like we ended up turning like one of the room, one of the studio rooms in like the the biggest studio that mm-hmm. he um, he works in in Melbourne, and we just completely covered the whole fucking ground in dirt, and like built like this little, um, like you know this kind of like witchy sort of set right in the middle of yeah, it, yeah. and then like, I made like a, like tw- like twenty five of these like burlap hoods and. We made a bunch of weapons and stuff like that, and then we and we ended up with I think about twenty five people, yeah, just in like crammed in this little thing, all kind of like ready to raise hell, and then just like sort of went for it there. Like and we had uh, like there's a makeup artist that I work with quite uh, quite frequently now whenever I can get her in, and who I was introduced to by Kane on this shoot, this girl yeah. Kate, who is enormously talented. Yeah. And um she did this really crazy gore makeup and stuff. So like we had like if you've seen like the packaging there's Yeah, just, yeah like, I remember the album. Yep. Yeah, it's like yep. you know dude's got like a big old like you know yeah. like Chelsea grin and like there's just like you know cuts and bruises and blood fucking everywhere. Mm. And yeah, so like that was like things like that is like kind of like oh shit, this is I shouldn't be able to do this. This is yeah. like, this is 2013. They don't, don't they don't get money to do yeah, yeah. things in the music industry anymore. So, but yeah, like that was, so like, yeah, like 2013 was a bit of a crazy year in that respect. Like there was a lot, it was sort of like one thing after the other and like, um, was, was 2013. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I get kind of confused. But was, uh, are those the types of things there where like, is that the type of stuff that you gravitate towards then? Like things where, like it sounds like both those things, there was kind of an idea in place and you had the freedom to run well how you wanted to run with it well like, yeah yeah so well like the northland thing like like i said the band sort of they came to me with like with the beginning of it and it then in the case of Barry and Verona, it was the opposite so like they didn't really know what they wanted to do okay but um like so like luke from unified got me in and like i i owe luke a lot of like a lot of thanks for being able to do a lot of the silly things I get to do because a Mm. a lot of the album artwork I've done before has been for unified and Luke has a lot of faith in me, which is, I am eternally grateful for. And, um, yeah, but like, I guess like it's, yeah, it's always one of two things. Like it's never really, it's pretty rare that I get a band come to me and this is exactly what we want. Yeah. And we like, don't change anything. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think you have to be pretty naive to do that, though. I think as someone who's... Like, the artwork that I've got done for our band, you know, mm. in the past, and the things that I've sort of um, contributed to, I, I always think, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not the one who's doing it. I also... That's not my skill. Yeah. My skill is playing the fucking dumb riffs. So, yeah. <laughs> that's what I should focus on. I drink the beers, I make the riffs, and then do the thing. Yes. Yeah. And they know the pictures. So, let yeah. them... like, And that's why sort of my working relationship with art and design has been through people like Patty. And so, mm. through him, 
I've sort of been able to develop my understanding a little bit of how to interact with artists and things like that. Yeah. Because I can see it from his eyes now and I can, un- yeah. and similar to yourself, I can understand like the frustrations that must come when you aren't being lenient or you don't see that like maybe your idea won't work if, for whatever reason or there's a reason why a graphic designer has a, a has an opinion or a reason yeah. why they're doing something. Yeah. Oh, well, like, like there have obviously been plenty of times before where like bands have come to me and I've just been, that's a really bad idea. We should steer clear of that. Yeah. But um, for the most part, like it, if you do sort of get to that, like to a point, like, or like in a situation where someone approaches you with an idea that you may not necessarily like, you just kind of go, well, okay, cool. Well, like, how do we make this cool? Like, that's kind sure. of the challenge as well. Yeah. So like, that's like, it's kind of one of the fun parts is like trying to like fit all the puzzle pieces together. Like you, cause let's say if you want to do X, Y, and Z, but it's going to be kind of cheesy or whatever, then you just sort of go, all right, cool. Well, like how do we take a very generic idea and then turn it into something that we like, at least I haven't seen before. Yeah. Like that's the challenge. Like, and that's more interesting and it's good. Like you can usually get people around to that. Like, you know, cause nobody really wants to like, I don't think anyone in any band ever wants to just sit around and be exactly the same as everything that's come before them. Because yeah. you wouldn't, there would be no fucking good music out there at all if that was the case. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, that's what commercial music's for. For sure. Like that. Go have that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so it's like, fortunately it's not really a thing that I've had to like confront. Yeah, sure. Regularly, I suppose. But yeah. And how have you seen like yourself develop or progress as a graphic designer then because i guess for Mm. for you know like some other people i've spoken to have been doing art and design stuff for their whole life and then turn that into something whereas sounds like with you it sort of came later in your years that you just decided or discovered that that was something you were going to do i guess so like to a degree i'd always drawn and stuff like all through school Mm. and uh, scrolled on everything that wasn't bolted down and a lot of shit that was bolted down (laughs) Um, and so I did graphic design in like in high school and I kind of, I think like in year 10, I was like, yeah, this would be really cool to do. You know, I should study this further down the line. And yeah. then I just had a really fucking horrible mean teacher who put me and everyone else off it. And I sure. just completely forgot about it. And then it re-entered my life much later on, like when I was mm-hmm. like 23. Yeah. And, um, but, um, God, sorry, I've gotten completely lost. No, <laughs> like how... How do you see that then? Like, how do you sort of track your progression, I suppose? Or like, yeah, see how it sort of came into your being again, then mm. I guess, like as well. Is it like, has graphic design been something, you know, that's like, do you sit, have you been able to track your progression and see like you yourself developing as a designer as you've been going along? Oh, I think so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, um, and have you learned, and has, has that come from learning like on the job yeah definitely definitely yeah. so like there, there's like i guess like one of the things i really enjoy about album artwork and the i love like music festivals as well mm-hmm. uh like they're doing all those is like a really cool experience too like you get like it you learn different things from different people and from each project so like the thing that like say for example like one of the things i really like about album artwork is that I can tell you a story about every single record that I've done artwork for. Like sure. each one has its own story. Like, you know, like, like the, like there's stuff like 
like from the Northland stuff, when I think about that, I think about like doing Soundwave and like that, all that craziness. Yeah, yeah. I think about like it attaches to a I, point in your life. Totally, yeah. And like your like the first time, I, the first Stamity record I did as well. So yeah. like when I did Let the Ocean Take Me, like that was a big that was felt like another big leap as well. So like that was one I did with Hartley, who has also been on the podcast. True. And um, that one was pretty crazy because like and like uh because for that we did an underwater shoot for it. Yep. And that was, again, like another little point where it's like, this is insane. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is something we shouldn't be able to do. But <laughs> hey, this is, like, this is completely fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, just so, so I guess, like, the progression, as far as, like, watching the progression of events and, like, seeing how things have gone over the years is you, like, it's a, you, you can see it in the actual quality of the work. Like, I've got, I feel like I have gotten better over time and certain things have gotten better and certain things have been shit and you can see where i've experimented with different like styles and vibes and ways of doing things along the way mm. it um like it, but yeah like it's sort of it's all like again it's all like a very steady progression like sort of a very steady march up like uphill to a degree or not like fighting you know pushing you know pushing uphill like just sort of yeah marching onwards um but yeah, like a, a sorry, no, no. <laughs> just blanked. No, that's okay. But yeah, so like, I mean, I guess. F- so from- I'm trying to figure out a way to answer the question without sounding like a total dickhead. No, <laughs> but uh, like, I guess so. With, yeah. With working constantly and, and having yeah. that, does it is like the scope of the project something that you see as being like I'm getting better at this because I'm capable of achieving something at a grander scale each time yes. or is it yes yes yeah, yeah no that's yeah no that's so because like i mean it, from the sounds of things it sounds like each time you're doing something mm. you're actively trying to challenge yourself as well like it doesn't sound like you're playing to very much so yeah, yeah. like um every sing- pretty much every single thing that i've worked on i want to go like see how far i can take whatever aspect each time so i spoke like so like going from the like the stealing o'neill record was like okay cool well i can build i can you know build a little set and i can do this stuff and i can go into photoshop and i can create my own little world here and stuff like that and then each time like i just sort of like if the way that i would look at it is if i can sort of push it further and like i put a stupid amount of hours into everything that yeah. I work on. Like I've got a really bad habit of putting up to like, you know, like 250, 300 hours into some projects. Jeez. Like, sorry, dude. Okay. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. We need to be in contact from time to time. Yes. We do need to turn the phone off. <laughs> Something you, you did pretty done. well. Oh God. Um, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, I, so like I, I guess the way it's worked, the thing that I credit it to, or like sort of being able to do what I do for a living, mm-hmm. is because I'll be completely obsessive about it and push, yeah, try to push it further and further and further each time. Because I guess like the approach that I have towards it is with each, like with each re- uh like record that I'm working on. I want to do something that I haven't seen before. Yeah. And like, I kind of like the mindset that I'll get into 
is that I won't stop until it's at the point where I'm completely satisfied with it. Like okay. if I, if like, if it's like, if the band looks at it and they go, yeah, this is great. And I'm looking at it and it's like, it's not there. Then I'll just kind of go back to it and just keep pushing, pushing and pushing and pushing. And whether that, you know, if that means like putting like 250 hours into something quiet, <laughs> <laughs> then that means doing it. It's just not really a question. Like it's like, well, I'd rather, I'd rather work on something and have it like get it to the end of it and go i'm fucking happy with how this looks and yeah, this sure. doesn't look like anything else i've seen before then go yeah oh that was pretty good i tried yeah like, for sure. yeah. yeah no one's gonna be fucking happy with that no no <laughs> and so what what of the i mean obviously there's things that you can't talk about but what, what have <laughs> been the the more recent projects that you've worked on that you've sort of uh i guess yeah. seen that growth or seen that you know challenge be put to you there yeah um Oh yeah, like oh, yeah, like you said. I'm unfor- like unfortunately, like the stuff that I'm really, really, really proud of is uh, yet stuff to be talked that about. <laughs> is yet to be talked about. Yeah, yeah. like it's still all been stuff that I've done um, probably in the last eighteen months. Like cause so, like 2015, it was relatively quiet. Just in a lot of you know a lot of regards. Like it, I felt kind of like the music industry just sort of like slowed down. At least yeah. from my perspective, so sure. it definitely seemed like there was less like less going on in this uh and like which was cool because it meant that i finally got to take a step back and actually have a little bit of a life for a, a you know like a few Must months have been which nice for nice. you. <laughs> it was delightful yeah. i actually got to go outside and see the sun and shit and like <laughs> not stare at a computer <laughs> yeah not become a completely fucking socially awkward cave troll yep yeah it's the you know the perks of the job <laughs> but um yeah, like just sort of like at the end of last year, like I just sort of hit this point. It was like a, like, you know, like 2015 was a quiet year for me. It was the first time I'd really, I, uh, where things had really kind of like uh, slowed down, I suppose. Sure. So I was still working, but comparatively in the year before, it was, it was like a third of what was going on. So like, for example, in 2014, um, that was like the last sound wave I worked on that year. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh yeah i think i i did the i helped get the artwork done to get 2015 like out yeah. and then i just sort of went okay well i've had enough of this now yeah i've been doing this i've been working here for three uh like working with these guys for three years and like still doing like all my stuff on the side doing all the apollo collective stuff on the side as well mm-hmm. and i was just kind of burnt out and needed the break and um like just took that time and then sort of got to the like I got to the middle of the year I was like I'm fucking bored and I'm not really stoked with any of the work that I've been doing lately so I just sort of just sort of flipped everything around like just and kicked my own ass to a degree I was like well if I'm not fucking happy with what I'm doing then I should like I should just suck it up and find something that I am passionate about working on and fucking go do it. Yeah. And later and in, in then like kind of from that point on, which is like, and it sucks that I can't really talk about so mm. much of the stuff that I've been doing in this period. But um, it's been really, it's like, like brought the joy back into the work. Yeah. Like, cause like, cool. it, like, you know, not that I have ever not liked what I do. Like I love my job. Otherwise I wouldn't have been doing it for seven years. And I consider myself to be very lucky to be doing it but um yeah like uh like just got like finding the passion for it all again was a big thing and so like but like something i can talk about it's like Mm -hmm. new amity record yeah sure so like that one so that one 
I I kind of like the band told me they wanted me to do the next record about a year ago. Yeah. Like when we did the DVD, and um, I was like, "Yep, cool. Time comes, let's get stuck into it. I'm keen." And yep. like you know, like the and the first like doing "Let the Ocean Take Me" was a crazy experience because, like I said, like we did an underwater shoot, and it was like. I don't know anyone that's done this for album art. Like, this is Yeah, cool. for sure. And that was... Um, and so I was like, fuck, what are we going to do this time? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, like, though... And, like, at Amity, uh, they know exactly what they want. Like, mm-hmm. and, like, they... So they come... Like, whenever I work with Amity, they're like, we want to do this. And pretty... And then, like, they've got a lot of... They place a lot of trust in me. They kind of, like, have a lot of, I guess, faith that I can uh, visually... Artic- I can make the things that they want to visually articulate. Sure. So they came to me and they're like, um, all right, we want to put on a funeral mm-hmm. and we want to do a shot from overhead. And I yeah. was like, oh, we get to play with things. Like, yeah. <laughs> get to cranes. play with like cranes and shit. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, my ears perked up. And um, so yeah, like the process there is like, so like the, like they approached, uh, like their management approached me, Caleb, who's an absolute fucking saint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it's like, here's what the boys want to do um now how do we do it and so i sat down with the guys um sort of and like i before i sat down with them i had to kind of figure out who i wanted to do photography with yeah and i got neil walters in for this one who i like who's an old old friend so i met neil on the first cd that i ever did artwork for or like the first real one i did artwork yeah. for for this band this um this band from out east called city escape yeah and i got introduced to neil through the band because he wanted to get the cd cover tattooed and i was talking to the singer and he was like don't do that <laughs> don't do that that's <laughs> like i photoshopped that that's like a photo thing don't yeah, do yeah. that no <laughs> like give me his number and so like my like i met neil through that like talking to him on the phone going dude i'm really glad that you like it but don't <laughs> that's very funny. and yeah we just ended up becoming friends over the years and stuff like just through the whole music thing yeah and he uh, over time like found photography and he's like a really great photographer he's come a very long way in a very short amount of time mm-hmm. and um so it was, and like sort of immediately as soon as this one came up it's like uh i just sort of went all right I've done a few things with Neil at this point. Like Neil, I think he, I, I got him to help me out with little bits and pieces for Such Gold when mm-hmm. I did their album um, and like a few other like little, like just things here and there. Sure. And we were kind of like looking for a project to real, that we could both really sink our teeth to, into in that regard. So as soon as this one came up, I was like, all right, cool, now's the time. And hit up Neil and brought him in and we sat down and sort of came up with like the, the nuances of what, would be on the cover i guess yeah so um like originally that was like the plan was always to make it raining mm-hmm. and make it like you know gloomy and all this out and the other but uh like the plan originally the umbrellas weren't like not all of the umbrellas were there like you could see sure. people through them and stuff and then just through the process we just you know you, you know things change and you add think more things in but like that one that one was but actually doing that was insane yeah to do it we had a pretty quick turnaround like mm-hmm. we, so that cover like putting the shoot together came together in probably three or four weeks mm-hmm. and that was easily the biggest shoot that i've ever produced i guess yeah right 
And uh, like to do that, I had a whole bunch of help. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There's no way I would have been able to do it on my own. It was, would have been insanity. So like on the day, we ended up having about 40 cast and crew. Wow. Including the band. And to do the... So we, we got a crane in to shoot overhead. It was like a 14 meter crane. Neil was up there. Mm-hmm. And um, like to like I actually built the funeral set and like we sh- we ended up shooting it out in the park in Northcote because uh, we you know we would love to shoot in the cemetery but you know like cost goddamn fortune yeah and yeah. it's probably pretty hard to get a crane into a cemetery without oh. causing too much grief for people yeah oh, it's fine just go across the grass they're not gonna <laughs> mind yeah yeah just don't just don't wake him up It'll yeah cool but um yeah yeah so like yeah we ended up doing it in the park in Northkin and stuff but like before like getting everything done before then was kind of like the like the best way that i can describe pulling everything together very quickly was it's pretty much like like if you like being like if someone's like holding you up by the top of your head and you're about, they're about to drop you onto a running treadmill. And it's sort of like, okay, go. Shit. So yeah. Like, and like to the pro, like there's, you know, the usual process for doing albums is like, you know, you get like, as you would know, is you get contacted by the band. It's like, we have this idea or we would like you to do this. And then yeah. you do the back and forth. Like you talk about what, like what it might be. Then you do sketches and then, like you know like or at least the way i do it is i'll like we'll discuss it and i'll kind of go okay this i need to do this 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 yeah. and this and then okay cool here's the quote and then we go from there yeah so um like so this one was kind of backwards in that regard it was like because we knew we were going to put on a funeral yeah and t- it turns out putting on a fake funeral takes just as much effort as putting on a real one yep. without the dead people <laughs> <laughs> and um so we can't the way we did this is like okay cool well i need to figure out how much it's going to cost to get everything together mm. and then we'll do the sketches yeah right like so we had to get the budget approved first so i guess we knew what we had to play with and fortunately like the label was amazingly gracious yeah and sure. gave, like they approved the budget and gave it to me up front and so like from like it about like I think it was about two and a half, three weeks maybe before the actual shoot date. Yeah. It was like getting everything together. So it's like, go buy everything. Like go get the, like go get fake grass, go find a florist, find 30 people, find a shitload of umbrellas, find, uh, yeah, yeah. Like find a casket that's not $5,000. Yeah. It turns out scratch and dent coffins are a thing. Wow. There yes. you go. Yeah. Hey, if you want a $300 coffin, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be able to put a body in it and carry it, but if you want, it looks just, like a coffin. Yeah, it's oh, it was a real coffin that one. Like so <laughs> that was a real, real coffin. And like I work from home as well. Like yeah, I have for a long time now. It's just kind of the way I like to work. Um, yeah. And uh, my housemates got the. Uh, you know, they were very, uh, they were remarkably cool with me having a coffin in the house. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> this is like this is a little fucked up. And yeah. It's like, but no one's died in it. It's no just dead yeah, people here. Like, you, you can have a photo in it. It's all for the All right, I'm of- cool with this now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. if I can get a photo and put it on Instagram later, this if is If I cool. can gram myself in a coffin, I'm okay with it being yeah, in my yeah. house. <laughs> oh, we all took photos in the coffin. But um, yeah, like the, uh, anyway, like, so that was all just crazy. It was very, very quick. Get mm. everything together. Like, you know, obviously, you know, did sketches, did approval and mm. chit chat and back and forth, all that happening at the same time. And then we kind of get there. Um, we kind of got to around the shoot day and like, um, like, I guess like something. So like just going back quickly to what I was talking about with Neil, mm. uh, like the, the crazy thing with 
with that was like, you know, like I said, it was like, holy shit, like wait, we met seven years ago doing yeah, yeah. my first thing and now we're like on this set, uh, you know, with a crane and 40 people here doing, and this is like the job. Yeah, like, yeah. This is a crazy little moment. And like, I guess like it's something, it was something I learned at Soundwave off the art director who was there before me, David Dwyer, who was like a really, you know, dear friend of mine. And um, like he like always uh would tell me to like when i can stop and kind of take in what's going on when i like you know like have moments here and there like just don't get completely caught up in all the craziness of what's going on around you like just sort of take a take a minute every now and then step back and just sort of watch what's happening and go fuck this is kind of cool yeah yeah this for a living and like that was definitely one of those moments like the morning we did that shoot so like we got to we got down to the park at like 6 30 in the morning or something like that yeah. like the sun wasn't up yet and um like they let us in and we like we had like a van and a jeep full of like all the bits and pieces for the shoot mm-hmm. like to uh, like to build the set and then the photography gear and like we had like tents up and all, all this for makeup and so we were like, uh, we were just getting ready, like getting everything out to set up and the sun started coming up. And at the same time, like all, like, you know, like it, there's always the balloons going around in yeah, summertime yeah. in the mornings, they were coming t- like to land like wow. right in front of us. And that was like, and that was sort of like the start of the day. Like that yeah. was the calm before the storm. And it was this really bizarre, like cool Zen moment just so sort of like, Hot air balloons landing. Yes. Oh, this is really pretty. Okay, it's time to get to work. <laughs> Let's get this coffin out here. Yeah, all right. Go on, bring the bodies. But yeah, but yeah no, that was a really cool thing. Yeah, so, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, is there anything that you would... Well, I guess purpose for doing this podcast today was you yeah. unfortunately are no longer able to do the live podcast. Unfortunately, yeah. I was, I was looking forward to that one too. That would have been fun. <laughs> As always, next time. Hopefully yeah. I get to do another one. Oh, no. um, but yeah, do you have do you have anything coming up you can talk about? Is there anything you would like to spruik or advertise? Where can people <laughs> find your where can people find your work? Oh, I wish, I wish, I wish. Um there is a bunch of stuff that will uh, will be kind of like getting announced over the course of the next few months. Okay. I guess the that I'm particularly happy uh, proud of i guess they i'd love to be able to discuss them at length (laughs) and um yeah those are really cool uh will that be on your website of course yeah so like that'll be on the website like so uh these days it's at patfox.com.au there you go so yes no longer apollo collective that is all history now and it's just pat fox now it's just pat fox good job yes good cool all right. right. Well, thank you very much for coming and doing this. Oh, thank you for letting me talk absolute nonsense for a little while. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs>